0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. This is the channel where women from all walks of life can stop by, get tools and resources to help them thrive 360 in mind, body, spirit, and finances. I invite you to stay connected, subscribe to this channel, and visit me online at thecindyrann.com. Now for today's segment. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another segment of Complete Wellness with Cindy, the busy woman's cheerleader. So super excited as usual to be here. I've got a special guest. But first, let's do some housekeeping. Our power quote for today comes from well, it's actually lips of knowledge are a precious jewel, and that's Proverbs 20:15. Now, without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you Madeline Elizabeth. She is a health and confidence coach expert professional
1: another busy woman how are you madeline i'm so good and so excited to be here
0: awesome that's awesome thank you thank you for being here with us tell us a little bit about yourself your field what made you get into your field give us a little history
1: Yeah. So I could go on and on about this, (laughs) Um, but I'll try and keep it short. I have grown up in the fitness space. My mom is a group fitness instructor and has been in the gym space for as long as I could remember. So I grew up in it and actually hated it growing up. And I really just did not have any mind body connection, really struggled with understanding who I am, my place in this world and had severe body image issues. And when I got to college, I realized that there needed to be a shift because I was kind of on my own in the world. I had people around me, but at the end of the day, we make decisions for ourselves and about ourselves and only we have the autonomy to make those decisions. So I shifted some things around in my life. And I went to school for health education to really learn about how to be healthy and understand um, real ways to be healthy, not just going to the gym and working out because there's so much more to that. So I started my health education journey, which transpired into my own incredible journey. And I got certified to be a yoga instructor. And then from there became a group fitness instructor. I found a love for mindful movement and understanding my body and how it can move for me, not against me. And from there, just developed this true confidence and love that really stemmed from within and nothing else. And I now help other women feel the same and learn how to really get in tune with themselves. And it's the most fulfilling thing in my entire life. I love it. <laughs> That's
0: amazing. That is amazing. So basically, um, watching your mother, <laughs> yeah. the thing that you didn't want to do, you ended up getting into.
1: Yeah. And it was really cool because it really came from a place of love. And um, my mom and I have such a good relationship now. She owns a gym and I teach there oh, and it's really cool. Um, but it, I realized that I needed to find that love for myself. No one else could teach that to you. Right, you just, right. Yeah.
0: Right. So what is what is that mind-body connection? What have you learned? Yeah. What do you think that mind-body connection is and how does it relate
1: to, I would say, society today? Yeah. I really talk about in, most of what I teach is about living intuitively. And that comes from the mind and body and that connection. And we have to be able to not only hear our intuition and know what we need, but trust and follow it as well. So it's really about being able to live in an intuitive way and being able to say, this is what I need and this is why I need it. And this is how I'm going to get it. You know, we get so conditioned to ask other people, you know, what are you wearing tonight? And what do you want to do for this? And, you know, what are you eating? And we need to be able to just find those simple everyday answers for ourselves. And then from there, it starts to grow into this trust. And when we start trusting ourselves, we can really grow this and nurture our mind-body connection and understanding that we can make decisions that you know we feel good about. So it's it's a lifestyle and it's really cool. (laughs) That
0: is awesome. It's always good to enjoy what you're doing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, As like uh, like I tell people a lot of times with you know my background in accounting, I'll tell them
1: when they say I want to start
0: a business. And I'll say, well, you know, what type of business? And they don't know. I always tell people to take your hobby whatever it is that you love and turn it into a business because nine times out of 10, you're going to be more productive. You're not going to lose your passion and you're going to thrive in that area. You're going to definitely thrive in that area. So what would you, I would say, offer as like strategic tips for someone to become um, intuitive, to have that connection, mind-body connection? Um, I know a lot of times, and, and you know, I've got my hands in a lot of different things. So I'm going to, to switch my hat to my holistic body boutique. Yeah. Where we tell people all the time, don't be so hard on yourself.
1: Yeah. It's not
0: always what's on the outside. It's what's on the inside that radiates to the outside. So what are your thoughts with that as far as becoming in tune? What is your strategic set of tips that you would give people regarding that?
1: Yeah, I love that question. It's so good and so important because there isn't a one size fit all. But if I was to give people You know, the most basic advice to start is starting with a lifestyle of gratitude and recognizing, you know, a lot of our mix up is we think that everyone else has all the answers. and No one has the answers. You know, if there was one diet, if there was one lifestyle, one way of working out that works for everyone, then there would only be one thing. And that's not where we are. You know, everything works differently for everyone. So it's really understanding how we can initiate gratitude in our lives and figuring out the things that we struggle with and A lot of the times it starts with body image, not always, but a lot of the times it starts with body image. And if we can shift that perspective to being grateful for the things that we struggle with and grateful for if it's body image, let's just say what we can figure out that we're grateful for about our bodies, because that'll start initiating gratitude into our everyday life. And then from there, we can start understanding the core pieces that we need, because we're looking through a different lens in life. We're looking through a Wow, I have this opportunity to trust myself. I'm so grateful for that. And then how can I now answer the hard questions? Um,
0: comparisons.
1: Yes.
0: Or you thought of those comparisons. Yeah.
1: That's the biggest so, problem these days. That's honestly uh, the biggest problem. Yep. Especially with social media. It's so yes. toxic. It's so, <laughs> it's so sad. You know, I I mean, I'm definitely young and I've grown up in the, you know, social or younger and I grew up in the social media age and That was so hard. And I can't imagine, I mean, I felt like I was comparing myself just to my mom when I was young, which is why I developed such a hard relationship with my body. I can't imagine then adding social media to that mix when I was that age. Um, Comparison is just so detrimental. And it's so hard because I actually just made a post about this the other day. Like, It is so easy to compare, but you have no idea what other people are going through. And that seems so cliche to say, but that's how gratitude can really initiate change in our lives because we can find the things we're most grateful for and understanding how that is something to be so proud of because other people who you might be comparing yourself to might not even have that. And it's, yeah, social media has been super detrimental in the comparison game. It's heartbreaking. I see it in my clients every day.
0: Wow. That is amazing. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking at the same time, yeah. but it's definitely, you know, uh, it, it's definitely amazing. Yeah. Um, my, my thought a lot of times, whenever we think of like the social media comparisons, it's almost as if to say, you know, even though not everyone's living like a fairy tale life, but a lot of times they show you what they want you to see. Yeah. And so when a person um hasn't built up that confidence and they are looking, you know, at other people to mirror that, um, it, it, does you know basically make you make unrealistic goals so how do you feel about making realistic goals
1: yeah I love that as well you're hitting me with all the best questions um I so this might be a little some people might not agree with my thought on this but I take an approach of where your intentions lie so if you set these goals and you know, whether it's super realistic or super unrealistic, it needs to be more about what the intention is for that goal. So let's just say weight loss. I feel like that's the most common, easy, straightforward goal someone could make. And it's very toxic. It's usually stemmed from diet culture. So if we said weight loss was the goal, we need to look at the intention of that, because if the intention is weight loss, let's say that, you know, they want to love themselves. I want to lose weight because I want to love myself more. So what happens when that weight is lost And you still haven't done the mindset work and you aren't loving yourself because it's definitely not an in, you know, our love comes from inside. It's not an externally focused thing. So if the intention is optimal self-love and we're losing weight, but not feeling that then the intention is not met. So we need to look at the process that we're going through and we need to look at who we are showing up for now to be able to reach that goal. Because at the end of the day, the goal isn't weight loss. The goal is self-love. So. I think setting realistic goals is important, but it's more important to focus on the intention behind the goal and who you are showing up for now so that you can pivot because maybe you realize that, you know, you need to do internal work. So now the goal is internal work instead of weight loss, and you're still achieving the same goal of self-love, and it's a completely different goal, and that should be the point.
0: That makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. So um, we've talked about how... People should not be so hard on themselves um, with like the the self-reflections basically to have that gratitude, Um, be thankful for where you are and work from there, um, Mm -hmm. that temple. (laughs) Um, Then we've talked about strategic ways that they can kind of connect mind, body, that intuition. Um, what would be your thoughts as far as like building confidence in who you are? You said you struggled with that when you were in college. Basically, um, I would say forming your identity, because when you're in college, like the latter high school years and early college, you're still in that um, discovery stage. Mm -hmm. You're still learning a lot about yourself and, and basically trying to find your ways, like that cross position between a child and an adult. And yeah. so it really you know, rigid in there. Um, what do you how do you feel like you know confidence or what are some ways for people to show up with confidence or gain confidence? What would you suggest?
1: A super important question, especially in this day and age, because I think so many people assume that confidence is feeling confident in how we look and being able to, you know, dress up to the nines and feeling good all the time. And that's not what confidence is. And I struggled with confidence from when I was a young, young child. Like it wasn't just in college. I struggled childhood till I started my own journey and understanding who I am. And confidence is about being able to trust your intuition and act on it. You should be able to trust yourself and feel confident enough to act on it. And that's where it all starts. It's, you know, when you're going out with friends and you're asking, everyone's asking, trying to figure out what dinner, but we're all trying to people please and say, you know, whatever you want. No, if there is something you want, you need to be able to stand up and say it. And if that's not what the majority agrees with, then who cares? Then you, you you go to dinner somewhere else. That's fine. But you still stood your ground. And so confidence is It's not about an external thing. It's about showing up in your authority and speaking up for the things you want. And when you start doing that with the little things, the little things like making your bed, choosing what you want for dinner, choosing what clothes you want to wear, then you're going to feel confident in the larger things because you are building trust with yourself. You are choosing to show up with what you need, and then it'll be easier to show up in the harder, bigger decisions in life. And that's where confidence stems from. It's nothing external.
0: This is awesome. I'm loving this. So, what is your take on health and wealth? Now, that's definitely my niche, health and wealth. What I love it. On that?
1: <laughs> it's so important. I love it. I love it. Um, I, you know, I think there are so many takes on that and stuff, but health is wealth. I mean, literally, if we're not feeling our best and doing our best, then all of the money in the world doesn't matter. You know, and. On the other side of that, financial health is a part of your overall health. You know, I talk a lot about the eight dimensions of wellness and how they all play a role with each other and financial health is one of them. And it all ties in together. I talk a lot about how they all intertwine and they really all are just interwoven. And we need every single aspect of health to be wealthy. And we need, you know, optimal wealth, not being rich, but being wealthy Yes. To be able to optimize your overall health and reduce your stress, which impacts emotional well being.
0: Yes, it does. It does. And I think we spoke on that briefly um, prior to we were talking about, just like I was talking about the Busy Women's Network. And I said, mm-hmm. primarily, you know, our focus is mind, body, spirit, and finances. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, the people deal with, um, I will say, um, they're reactive, they're dealing with things on a reactory basis, they're reacting. Instead of being proactive and trying to at least start that path where you are proactive in certain areas, you're covering certain areas and in thriving all the way around and having um, a fullness as a whole person, whole woman, functional wellness. Yeah, it encompasses a lot of things. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times people say, well, you know, I don't have to have you know money to be happy, and da da da. No, you don't have it. Have to have it to be happy. However. Uh, that stress that comes behind that bill that's coming and you don't have that money, that's unhealthy as well.
1: Absolutely. And that's the thing that people often get wrong. it's not it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. It's about being able to reduce as much, you know, impact on your overall well-being. Right. So if you right. are comfortably paying bills, it's not about going and buying the mansion. It's about being right. able to afford where you're living now. Awesome. And that's so important.
0: It is. It is. So as a busy woman on the move, the golden question of today, (laughs) what is your, besides going to the gym, what is your self-care regimen? How do you find balance with what you're doing, work-life balance, business, how do you find balance? What do you do to maintain that daily balance?
1: Isn't that the golden question? <laughs> That's such a great this question. A busy woman, cheerleader. Busy woman. <laughs> I'm proud of it, but it's hard, you know. Yes, the balance of it is super hard and it can be very overwhelming. And if you don't have that, you know, your regimen and thing that works for you, then it's really detrimental. Lately, for me, it's been A lot of reflection, a lot of journaling. Um, I do a lot of brain dump journaling. And then I have some specific prompts that I answer on a daily basis. Um, For me, I am a busy woman, but most of my stuff, if I'm not at the yoga studio or at the gym teaching, I work from home. My business is online. So going to the gym is something that is really therapeutic and helpful for me. And it is because of the movement, but it's also because that's a community for me. And my um, a huge thing for me that helps you stay grounded and, is, and balance is connection and being in communion with other people and sharing conversation. So people think that I'm, you know, at the gym all the time and stuff. And I am because I teach there and I do work out a lot and I genuinely love it, but it's so much more than that for me. It's about being able to connect with other like-minded people who are on their own growth journey and who are also busy. And it's really, really impactful when you can find that community and we're all on different paths. We're all on different phases of our life and we all come together for that one hour. And that's really, really cool.
0: That's good. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. That is so awesome. So journaling is your top, yeah. That that pen to paper is very powerful.
1: So that powerful. Pen
0: to paper is very, very yeah. powerful.
1: I love writing. I my blog is one of my favorite things in my business for myself. It's something I started a long time ago before I even had my business. And so writing for me is very therapeutic. It is not a money maker in my business, but it's something I'll never stop because it's just something I enjoy. So journaling is important. Blogging is important. Me just being able to write and express is so important to me. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Give us some key takeaways. Give us some key takeaways.
1: Yeah. So For just overall, for overall health and wellness and living well, um, I would definitely say journaling and that can look so different for everyone. I have a lot of clients that have entered my coaching without feeling like they love journaling because they think that it has to be this huge emotional, therapeutic, cathartic (laughs) thing all the time. And it doesn't. I mean, I wake up and I write one paragraph and I set an intention for the day. And that's a huge thing is intention setting. So understanding, you know, what your intention is for the day or whatever you're about to do. And then if you were to start journaling, I would say an intention, word or phrase. And then at the end of the day, a statement of gratitude, and then just jot down your highs and your lows, the best part of your day and the hardest part of your day. That's a huge thing for journaling. And then from there, just really being able to ask yourself, what is it that I need in this moment to really get in tune with your mind and body? It really all stems from asking yourself, what do I need in this moment? And how can I obtain that? And as as long as you're obviously never harming other people and stuff, like that should be the goal of your everyday life. Right.
0: right. Being organized with your thoughts.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Organizing your thoughts. So, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's okay. I was just going to say bringing awareness to that. Yes. Do. Yes, so, okay. absolutely.
0: Decluttering and, <laughs> and organizing <laughs> your thoughts and your space. Um, if people wanted to get in contact with you, how would they do that?
1: Yeah. So I'm on um, Instagram at essentially.maddie, M-A-D-I. And then my website is essentiallymaddie.com. All of my information's on there, all of my coaching programs, all the good stuff. And yeah, it's a good time. I love it. <laughs> awesome.
0: I am so happy you were able to connect today.
1: Oh, me too. So good. So good. i yeah.
0: to let you go. We're going to go on and close out And like I said, um, she said that essentially Maddie, M-A-D-I dot com slash coaching is how to reach her. All her information is there. It'll definitely be in the description. And we will see you next time. Woo! Thank you again for tuning in to Complete Wellness with Cindy, the Busy Woman's Cheerleader. Follow me on social media at Busy Woman's Cheerleader. (laughs) Remember, together we write our stories, share our journeys, create memories, and leave our marks in history. Until next time, peace, blessings, and joy be multiplied to you. Ta-ta.